Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours Podcast. I am your host, Joe Leo, and this podcast was recorded over the weekend on, I want to say, thir- Thursday or Friday night of, uh, of last week. You're hearing this on a Monday. Uh, it was recorded in Middletown, New York, and just quick update on the schedule. So obviously this podcast that you're hearing is going up on Monday, then the wrapping up week 11 is going up on Tuesday, and that is it for the week of Thanksgiving. There will be no podcast on Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to enjoy the, the, the holiday. I hope you do as well. We will be back with regularly scheduled programming Tuesday, Thursday, the week after Thanksgiving. So just this podcast and one tomorrow for this week, and then back to regularly scheduled programming Speaking of regularly scheduled programming, let's uh, let's get into the show. Let's enjoy this one. This should be played at high volume. You're listening Let us. to the Grind Hours Podcast. You can either have the money and a hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. And the year of new Iona guests. I got classmate and fellow podcaster. You can find him on all of the all of the regular streaming platforms at the Jake Cooperman Show. Coop, it's a pleasure to welcome welcome you on the program. To welcome you to the Play by Play family and on the Grind Hours podcast. How you doing, man? Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. I'm tired. Um, I actually just came from playing ball. When I say playing ball, I mean like. I'm like the guy that that I'm good for like hustle defense, but like barely defense. I'm good for hustle. I'll say that. Like I get in a, a lot of good cardio. That's mainly why I play. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. I'm just uh, I don't know. It's getting to the end of the week, so I'm ready to kind of like wrap everything up. As you said, I got the show, so I've been doing stuff for that nonstop. Uh, I was able to talk on a panel today. That was really good. And I don't know. I know it's just a, a fulfilling week, but also like a tough week. A lot of. Uh, a lot of setbacks so but I'm, I'm just i'm glad it's over i'm not gonna lie busy's good we like busy on this show so speaking of, of ball we're, we're gonna go to the association and talk some hoops and jumping right into it here um we're about a quarter of the way through the season and it's still very early too but we don't really know who's established yet. And that's the, the, the main question that I want to answer on this podcast is who, the, who is the best in the Eastern Conference, in your opinion, right now? Out of the batch of, of teams in the Eastern Conference, I still think, uh, and obviously pending something with Kyrie, I'd say probably the best team right now in terms of – I'm just going off of what happened last season because the Bucks obviously uh, were able to, uh, to make it uh, – all the way and with the chip, but you know, they didn't really, I, correct me if I'm wrong, they didn't do anything to get better this offseason. They didn't really make any moves. No, uh, kind of maintained. Nets, they, they maintained, they kind of stayed where they were. Uh, so they're obviously up there, but uh, I don't know. I, something about, you know, Kevin Durant, like he was a, there's that joke floating around that if he was a size 15 shoe instead of a size 17 shoe, you know, we'd probably be looking at a different NBA finals right now, or maybe even a different NBA uh, um, finals winning team. Uh, I, you know, I like the Nets. I don't know. I have to see where Kyrie is, is going with it. But um, 
I think once, once Kyrie gets back and once Harden adjusts to that new scoring rule, because that's something I see a lot of people saying is, is the new scoring. Like a lot of the star players are having trouble with that. I agree, but the guys are going to adjust. I think for sure for a while it was kind of, and again, keep in mind that I'm terrible, but you know, I think a lot of guys kind of used that, what do you call it? An offensive push-in rule? Yeah. Like the, an unnatural shooting motion rule? The, to, to, yeah, like kind of phantom go, Like a, a phantom guard hand. And, you know, they they kind of adapted the hardened step-back rule, which he, like the, 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 um, the extra jab step, which... Um, yeah. And now they're doing the push-off rules, where... Harden still has one move where he can swing his arms and go underneath the basket and get the the call going that way, just bringing his arms up. But every other Harden move where he just bowls right into you, they're not calling this year. And you pair that. I was going to say, the the signature Harden rip-through also that he usually gets, I've seen him – because I work uh, with with Yes, so I have to kind of like comb through game footage at times. And so – you know, we get like slow motion clips and clips from the sidelines and, you know, Harden tries that same move where in past seasons he would have gotten the call, but especially during uh, the game in Detroit, I noticed it, especially he would try all these rip throughs and he's just, you're right. Like he's not getting the same calls that he was. Um, but with that being said, I think he adjusts. I want to see what happens with Kyrie, but um, they kind of, I always like to tell people they kind of played with that big two anyways, all year last year. And they still were pretty dominant. And again, it came down to, I think, the size of KD's shoe. So if I had to pin it to a team in the East right now that I thought could take it all the way, I'd still think it's the Nets. I think the NBA as a whole is a league that if you have three-star players, some role players that know how to play their role as role players, uh, and you're, you, you should win in the books, you will win uh, for the most part. You have the Cinderella dances every once in a while, like let's just say the the bubble championship with uh, with with the Heat and the Lakers. And I actually don't put an asterisk on that championship because I think every team had to deal with the same circumstances. But nonetheless, you know, you get the exceptions to the rule. I think for the most part, though, the team that you think would win usually goes on to win. So I got to go with the – I guess it's like the, the kind of like the normal pick, right? It is a pick that like everyone expects you to go with. Yeah. Which is probably the, – the, say the Nets and then second up, third up, maybe the, the 76ers, the Bucks. Uh, the Wizards have had a good start. I don't know how sustainable that is. The, the Knicks have kind of kind of cooled down a little bit, but they're always solid. It's an interesting East, though. It's definitely a lot tougher than it was a couple of years ago when LeBron was just pouncing through unscathed to the NBA Finals every year. But for me, it is the Nets, and that's not just a homer pick. Uh, the way that KD's playing right now, it's – I mean, he's the best – player on the planet <laughs> I don't think that's up for discussion I know how good Steph has been but KD's just on another level he's an automatic two points every single time he walks down the court with Harden yes he's not getting the calls and yes he always plays himself in a game shape so that's that explains his slow start where I want to transition this is if Kyrie does not play this year if the COVID protocols for New York City do not change. Mm. And he does, he still doesn't get vaccinated. And he's just out indefinitely. Do you think that the Nets are good enough to win just Katie and Harden? 
Yeah, I, I still do think because there's something to be said when you have this uh, this offense that still has a lot of pop to it with two star guys. I mean, listen, straight up, I still think, like you said, I think Harden's gonna get into better shape. We've seen that he can kind of like a chameleon almost with the way he he morphs into shape. Um, I think if he can get into shape and he gets around that new these new scoring rules where they have the offensive rip throughs and all that, you know, natural shooting motion. Him and Katie are still, you know, elite scores. And then you have guys like Blake Griffin that are terrific off the pick and roll and can facilitate in their own way. You know, I'd say if the Bucks got better, there'd still be a threat. But I think I think the Nets have had that system where they have those 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 solid guys. Bruce Brown is a great also pretty a, a pretty good pick and roll option as well. Uh, and he's he's great down low. You know, they just have all these these great options and they still have two elite uh, players and, and the Bucks really just haven't improved. It's going to be competitive, but you best believe that that Kevin Durant's not going to make the same mistake of, of keeping his toe over the line this year. You know, you have to think that that's stung a lot and he's going to come back and. I mean, he's, he's proving it right now. He's proving it right now. He, yeah. he He's on a warpath. He's on a mission. Yeah, absolutely. And PJ Tucker's not going to be there to guard him every right. single possession. Also, shout out to PJ because PJ Tucker is one of my favorite NBA players that probably scores. I don't know. I, I was watching a, an interview that he did with uh, with JJ Redick, and he said he was out there for 40, 48 minutes, something like that, and he scored two buckets, maybe you know one bucket, two points. Um, so the the defense that that guy plays, and especially the mentality, he said, you know, like Kevin Durant's going to drop fifty either way you cut it. It's just about making them earn those those 50 points. I thought that was a really good way of looking at things. So, you know, P.J. Tucker's on Miami now, and we'll see how far Miami makes it because they're looking like a really solid team. But you have to think who's going to be able to check KD right now. And it's, it's not looking like a lot of people are, especially from the mid-range. The challengers, I still think the Bucks, when they get healthy, are legitimate because they won, they won yep. a finals last year. So they're going to be in the picture and Miami, they've had a weird two years here. Last year was they were destroyed by COVID. No one really got into a rhythm. Pretty much everybody on that team missed time due to an injury or COVID last year. So their title defense was up in flames. I love Kyle Lowry on this team for the Heat. So they're going to be dangerous. Plus, they're really, really good defensively. So when the Nets inevitably see them in the playoffs, Having both P.J. Tucker and Jimmy Butler, the two best perimeter defenders in this conference, go up against you, you're going to have to you're going to have to earn it. So, um, I still think the Nets are two two people away. I think they are a Kyrie Irving away and, and somebody at the buyout uh, line. I, I say this all the time. So, that's where the Nets stand. I, I would take stock more in the in the Heat personally than the Bucks. Interesting just because of the defensive aspect if the bucks get healthy and show me something energy wise on that side of the ball now this could all change you know come come april and may but right now i'm taking stock in miami just because that type of one the coaching staff with spolstra and to that mentality of defense first and we're just going to out hustle you that always wins so I think, yeah, I mean, to your point, P.J. Tucker, like what I was saying, too, that's the perfect – that team is a perfect fit for a guy like him. Yeah. You know, like he he embodies what the Heat embodies right now. And I always love teams like that that, 
you know, the Knicks kind of gave me uh, a vibe off of that type of type of deal last year where it's like you might be able to have your like flashy offense come in and yeah, it's going to have like a lot of pop to it. And you can shoot threes all night long. You can take it to the rack, but right. Listen, we're going to, we're going to make you earn every single one of those buckets. And, and it's usually more, more often than not, it's close, you know, per, again, there are exceptions to the rules. There always is the NBA, get your, uh, get your, your blowouts sometimes drop team. You drop ones teams. You're not supposed to drop them to, and you, you win against teams. You're not supposed to necessarily win against, but, um, I, I just love teams like that. They, they have that hustle mentality. It's great. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, comedy fans, music fans, things are starting to open up again. You can use my code GRINDHOUR to get in the building. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app to get $20 off your first purchase. All COVID restrictions in terms of tickets still apply. Look at your tickets when you get them to see what I mean by that. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. podcast here the the east is kind of topsy-turvy right now as of recording this in terms of winning percentage the wizards yes the washington wizards are number one in the east nets bulls at 10 and 5 hornets at 9 and 7 Cavs at 9 and 7 of those four teams washington chicago charlotte and cleveland who are you buying into long-term this year? Cleveland looks real good, but I think the Bulls more than anything, and maybe it's just because I've watched more Bull games than any of you know the other teams on that list, but I really – it's easy to buy into the Bulls, especially because they have – you know, they got, they got Levine, they got Vukovic – or Vucevic, excuse me. Uh, they've got uh, Lonzo Ball, who's having a great shoot. I mean, it's like where do you want to look to? They're, they're solid defensively. They got guys that can score the ball. Guys that are all unselfish. And when you think about that, it's kind of – you go back to that. Maybe they're one star shy. I'm trying to think who else they, they picked you up You don't like there. Caruso as the one star I, no, shy? I, love I think he's great <laughs> in that defense. I think he's uh, – you know, he's, he's – again, you have the guy Caruso where he, he knows where to be at the right times. He's great defensively and offensively. You know, he, he has his moments, but that's because he knows where to be. So I'm saying if you have those two star players – you have a Caruso that's unselfish. And I think Zach Levine's pretty unselfish as well. Um, from what I've heard from inside the locker room, he really just wants to win. Uh, Vucevic, he's a great defensive anchor. You know, that, that entire team, it seems like even through figuring it out, because I actually watched again uh, an interview with Caruso, they've, through figuring it out, they've still been successful. So I want to see, and I think that team's going to be very successful when they inevitably figure it out. <laughs> when they inevitably figured it out on the, uh, on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. So I'm excited to see the Bulls. And I think the Bulls right now, maybe, again, it's the obvious pick, but I, li- I like the Bulls a lot. They're everybody's darling. Uh, I was not buying in the Bulls initially. 
and then they played the Nets and they beat the Nets. And I was like, okay, I can sort of see this. And it's all it takes. It's all it takes for NBA fans is one game where you, you, you know, maybe you, uh, maybe you get like a, a 10 point victory or a 10 point win over a, over a team like the Nets and, and, and everyone's sold. Well, it's not only that, it's the way they did it. And the, just, they have a bunch of guys that it's kind of like the Nets. They're just going to hit you over the head with scoring. And if one guy is off, not everyone's going to be off on every given night. So I, I would agree with that. But my pick is uh, is Washington. I don't think they're going to lead the East the entire year and, and just um, from basically start to finish run the table as the number one team in the East. But I do like this cohesive, like the, the group of guys here. I love Dinwiddie. I'm, I'm so sad to see him go. I think if the Nets had him, they would be unequivocally the best team in the East. The oh, Most definitely. The trade of Russell Westbrook might be the worst trade in, since the, the Harden trade from Oklahoma yes, City to, to Houston. That group, Montrez Harrell is back to being sixth man of the year territory. So I like what, they, what they're doing in Washington. And given the group of guys who they've been there before, they've had, they've, they haven't had sustained playoff success. Yes, the guys on the Lakers have won a championship, Colwell Pope and Kuzma, but they weren't the main pieces on that championship team, but they have been to playoffs before. Dinwiddie's been to the playoffs before. The Bulls, the only one that really has playoff experience is DeRozan. And mm-hmm. Oh, DeRozan, that's the third guy I was thinking about. He, so they do have that three-star system. That's, I, I, knew I, was, I knew I was forgetting so much. Couldn't, couldn't uh, jog my head, jog my brain. All, all DeRozan's done in the playoffs is just get eliminated by LeBron four straight his entire career. So he has well, really... gotten eliminated by LeBron. Yes, but he, he didn't have playoff experience and he hasn't played well in the playoffs either. So that's also true. The Wizards, they're playoff proven. They, they have the, the, the minutes under the belt. They're not going to freak out what come playoff time. I, I really like what they're doing there in Washington. Um, the Bulls too, but I would again, I would take I would take uh, the Wizards over Chicago. That's Did, interesting. Part of me just I, I I don't know why, but it's like part of me has just watched this Wizards team just kind of underperform, and so maybe maybe I'm just being biased. And I keep putting them in that category for no reason, but I I still think that for whatever reason that they might they might bottom out at some point. But hey, I could be wrong. I mean, they have a talented bunch. I think people put enough respect on Montrez Harrell's name. I think he's a great, you know, obviously it's a little bit undersized for his position, but no, but he's still, he's we've still seen in certain situations. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you, I think hustle can sometimes make up for size for sure. You know? Yeah. And we didn't even mention Bradley Beal because that's he, also true. He's been off the floor a little bit. He's been back on the floor and playing really, really well of late, but yeah, so Washington, again, I don't think they're going to be the first seed in the East. I could see them as a solid four or five seed and really make some noise come playoff time. But, Jake, I think that's a good place to end. Uh, I'll give you the red carpet. Floor is all yours to promote whatever you got going on. I know you got a show, so you can promote, promote that, whatever. Whatever you got, floor is all yours, my man. Oh, geez, wow, that's a lot of pressure. All right, well, I appreciate you having <laughs> me on. Um yeah, I, like you said at the top of the uh, top of the show, you know, the Jake Cooperman show, we're on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, all the stuff. I mean, anything you can really think of, it's all the same handle. 
Uh, we're rebranding soon. We're now we got greenlit for Spotify podcast video. So if you want to go check us out there, check us out there. And again, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, buddy. It was good. I mean, I'm always I always like chopping it up about really anything. But I think ball, you know, because that's the first podcast I ever did was a, was a basketball podcast. Whenever I get the chance to to chop it up, I, uh, I really appreciate it. So I appreciate you trust me enough to have me on. You know, of at course, the end of the day, man. we're all uh, we're all in this together. I know we know each other from class, but still um, it was it was an honor. And uh, I, I appreciate it. Invitations always open whenever you want to come on. Uh, the door is open. I'm sure throughout the season we will cross paths again. Uh, Absolutely. Until Monday, stay easy, stay happy, stay healthy, and uh, be good, man. Appreciate you, buddy. We got to get a video version going. We will, for sure. All right. On this side of the coin, at the pig, Jay Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com, and of course, this podcast. If you reach this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who you think fit. It means more to the show than you know. If you're on iTunes, please give us a review. Yeah, uh, I hope everyone has a very happy, healthy Thanksgiving. This won't be the last time you'll hear me say that this week. Uh, it's my favorite holiday. It gets slept on. Uh, I think that... Um, important and a holiday like this should be celebrated every day not just once a year so again happy thanksgiving thank you so much for listening and uh we will see you tomorrow for wrapping up till then it's closing time you don't have to go home but you can't stay here peace